week i'm joined by um craig <laughs> craig craig uh who's craig <laughs> oh um you, you wait wait like you want like last name and <laughs> you put the social craig security Sh- number yeah <laughs> you put craig mother's maiden name craig cholet esquire the third that is not how you pronounce my last name at all it's You're... <laughs> it's skulls <laughs> Yeah, I was like, ah, it's like, come on, I, you listen to my podcast. I would think you're like, you're like one of four <laughs> people that listen. I would think you should be able to know how it's pronounced. But all right, I'll do it again. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! We're going with it. We're going. We're just going. I told with you, this. I'm wrecking your format. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so, Craig, it may be. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Uh, who are you? Uh, I am Craig. I am co-host and co-founder and the creative force behind Eureka Podcast. <laughs> the creative force and like the anger. And um, I think last time I was on your show, I forgot to mention it on this show. And you got mad. At me. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to listen to yeah. that podcast while listen- while running a half marathon. <laughs> and so the first mile two miles or three miles you were just like yelling about how terrible i was and i kind of loved it (laughs) (laughs) well it's mostly hyperbole (laughs) it really pushed me through that first mile when it was really cold (laughs) but half of my shtick is a fake rage is it fake really most of it well you do a really good job of it and so of course this theme is going to be why I have the best taste in music because way back in the day, you suggested that you need a show about why you have the best taste in music. Well, it's because I do. <laughs> and I every week this this podcast is a competition that I win, right? I'm pretty sure my sure. submissions are always the best. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how this works. Right. Undefeated. Sure. <laughs> are they? I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, when you do when you do bring a song though, it's pretty rad, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I like to think I I have pretty incredible taste in music. Yes, that's usually uh, and of course you and Jason were fighting on the Facebook group too about <laughs> your incredible taste in music, which I thought was hilarious. I think it's also fitting that you had me <laughs> this half of Eureka podcast on because. My co-host has the worst taste in music, and he's one of the few people that will admit to it. He would have <laughs> yeah. came on, and he would have brought like a Leonard Skinner song or a Kid Rock song or Jars who of Clay. Knows. Jars of Clay he would have brought. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Christian music show with Jeremy Henson. Yeah, that, I, I listened to that one. It was awful. <laughs> and you, enjoy, you enjoyed it thoroughly? <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> it was fabulous. 
My, my favorite thing about that episode was you kept calling songs hard. And then because they were, they were, they were kind of rock songs. And then I brought the thunder with here. I come falling just this obscure, super heavy metal band from uh, Springfield, Missouri that <laughs> released one album and is just nothing but um, double bass kicks. Uh, just, just really, really fast guitars and lots and lots of uh, cookie monster screaming. Yes, as opposed to I can't even remember what song I was like. Oh, it's oh P O D. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> or as my my best friend growing up referred to them as the Pod God Squad. Oh wow, the Pod God Squad. Oh, I think that must have been like a known thing. I think I recall that. It's pretty easy. We weren't <laughs> we weren't especially clever back then. <laughs> as opposed to now. No, I'm 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 not clever at all anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I I would always suggest go listen to Eureka podcast, even though you guys did make an episode that I couldn't listen to because I still haven't seen Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty spoiler heavy. Yeah, but oh, wait until so, you spawn. So, You're going to spawn at some point uh, and soon you will understand that you never get to see anything without paying lots of money. Well, I won't be spawning, but I had a, I had a hand in it. You were involved somehow. So what is the song that you brought to prove that you have the best taste in music? So I brought In the Aeroplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel. And one day we will die and our ashes will fly from the aeroplane over the sea. But for now we are young, let us lay in the sun and count every beautiful thing. I believe the last time I was on, I talked about this band a lot. And then it got think played. I've ever, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Um, uh, I don't think I've ever submitted a song by them on this show. You haven't. I went back and searched. I went back and searched through the uh, the show, just just a simple search, and it never came. It, it resulted with zero hits. So I, was, I thought I was pretty safe, but yeah, yeah. I just I, I I absolutely adore this band. Really. All you need for me to, all all, all I need to like a song is you need to have um, just a, a dude with a voice that isn't horrible, uh, <laughs> uh, a a decent guitar riff. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be electric. It could be whatever, but uh, that and and then you can throw in some weird uh, instruments. I mean, also like Neutral Milk Hotel. They, they if you see them live, which you probably if you haven't seen haven't. them by now. <laughs> You'll, you'll never get the chance, but uh, they somehow manages to use every instrument imaginable in their live shows. They're kind of like Arcade Fire in that yeah. sense. There's, so there's a billion will... people on stage, right? <laughs> not not with Neutral Milk Hotel, but they've got a couple people that play like a dozen instruments each. It's pretty impressive. You'll get some accordion. You'll get some dude playing the saw, which... <laughs> 
isn't a thing that happens very often anymore outside of Branson. <laughs> or like Disneyland with the bears, I think. The bears and I think the bears and <laughs> Branson as well. The Country Time Bears, is that who's Yes, the Country Time it's Bears. Been a long, it's been a long time since I've been to Disney. <laughs> well, it, it'll stick in your mind because those bears are just as old as you remember them to be. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the song because of the swing and that's got this nice lulling thing going on. And I don't know every single time I listen to Neutral Milk Hotel, I don't I don't know what to expect because I don't listen to them often. And it, it sounds like it would be like a shoegazy something because it's I don't know. The name just implies something shoegazy. What does shoegazy mean? It's kind of like ethereal and something where you're going to listen to it and stare at your shoes. What does ethereal mean? <laughs> I don't. Um, let's I'm see. Just, just, <laughs> let's, let's see how far we can take this. You're gonna torture me. <laughs> so to prove how amazing my taste is, I brought. I was pretty sure you would be amazed by how amazing this band was, but it's the Fiery Furnaces, Benton Harbor Blues. A joyful tune with sad lyrics, and I think it's a perfect example of my superior taste. Good is both poppy and meaningful, and also there's a girl singing, and I just find it delightful. I had actually never heard of this band, but I feel like I should have. Um, I'm assuming this was originally like an unreleased <laughs> B-side on the Juno soundtrack. No. <laughs> or, or it belongs in a Zach Braff movie, because, like, like... It's got that it, vibe. It, it just... It, yeah, it just sounds like I'm pretty sure I've heard the song in the background of Scrubs at least once. <laughs> There's a good chance, possibly. Um, I love this album, which is Bitter Tea, so much. And they get into some weird experimental things later on where they just, like, record their grandmother talking for two hours and they set it to music and then, like, play her vocals backwards. That sounds <laughs> insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I should like be in um a different plane while listening to it but i enjoy this much more sensical album as opposed to the one that doesn't necessarily make as much sense and they do switch their um if it's going backwards and forwards on the same album but they went extreme later on how many mushrooms do they do before recording because that's i assume a lot just that's <laughs> that's a that's a bonkers concept yeah they're they are kind of very experimental this is one of the less experimental ones but i love it and i just wanted to pick something from bitter tea because i love that album yeah I'll, I'll definitely be checking that out 
I, I, I really enjoyed that song and I want to hear more partially because I want to be the guy. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I know them. Yeah. yeah. You won't be that douche with that. You're like, yeah, I know this band. <laughs> hey, let me open your mind. I, I think I came across it in art school. So I listened to it a lot while making like weird knit monsters, like about <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> fun yes because if you're in art school you have to listen to stuff that's really esoteric and like unknown and stuff it's required oh absolutely (laughs) now we do have a ton of people who have the best taste in music in their own mind there are air buddies and they made selections as well and i know you're excited about them i'm so excited (laughs) uh the first one is Hector, and he brought AFI's Miss Murder. With just a look, they shook. And heaven's bowed before him. Simply a look can break your heart. The stars that pierce the sky, he left them all behind. We're left. had this whole aesthetic in like the early 2000s it's like the emo kids and apparently the lead singer is keeping up that vegan lifestyle oh yeah he's a straight edge as straight edge can be it's i looked him up and he was like vegan of the or sexiest vegan in 2015 according to PETA or something like that (laughs) (laughs) that's the least surprising news that's (laughs) I, I felt like I did a lot of research to find that out. <laughs> I've seen AFI three times. Really? And yeah. Uh, and it's it's a unique crowd. Like the first time I saw them, it was nothing but like 14 year old girls. With black hair. Their parents. Oh, yeah. And their parents were either waiting in the parking lot or in the back of the venue because... <laughs> and but it was all these little kids just trying to be way more hardcore than they were they thought they were and didn't quite get irony yet and not quite um and then they that but that was at the peak well, I, that that time the first time I saw them was at the peak of um uh of their popularity so the last the other times I've seen them it hasn't quite been like that but mm-hmm. yeah it's and I'll say that I love AFI, but Hector, I hate that song. I hate it so much. It's so I hate poppy. it with a passion. <laughs> it's so poppy. Uh, I think this one got played on the, the radio. It's the most oh, it's their most commercial song by far. <laughs> it's it's the like if you go to Spotify or any of the streaming services, it's the it's the one at the top. <laughs> so I'm in the minority. I I'm perfectly fine with that. Everybody else that likes AFI loves that song, but I. <sighs> so you were the I, hipster but dude. I, I guess, <laughs> but I do love that band so much. <laughs> so Hector does indeed have the best taste in music, though, because he does love AFI, right? 
I, I, yeah, sure. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're one of my fav- five favorite bands. I I absolutely adore that band. But man, that song. I mean, it's like it for me. It's like when people say, "Yeah, I love Metallica." Oh yeah, what's your favorite song by Metallica? Inner Sandman. <laughs> cool. It's like whenever um, I'm trying to think. There's probably some band where I only know one of the songs. And I'll <laughs> I'll play the shit out of one of their songs, and that'll be the only thing I know. Oh, Vance Joy! I love that one Vance Joy song. Oh yeah. <laughs> so our next year buddy is JoJo, and he brings Sufjan Stevens' "Impossible Soul." Oh, I And I'm pretty sure he's trolling me. Uh, he said, got almost certainly too late, but Sufjan Stevens' Impossible Soul because it's Sufjan Stevens. 25 minutes long, and I genuinely like it. And if you can't handle it, you're not cool. I feel like everything else I've ever submitted would be a damned good candidate, too, though. And it's got the little pointy things. But I, I actually listened to the whole song. So, Jason, Judgy. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing shade on the Facebook group. So did you like it? I, okay. So I definitely kind of got distracted multiple times because there's a lot going on and it's very repetitive, which I think was probably the point because why else would you put like the same phrase? But the first time I got distracted, I realized I was distracted because it said, don't be distracted multiple times. And then I came back. I was like, okay, I'm supposed to focus. And then it got complicated again. And then there's like a boy band sounding thing in the middle. And there, I think there's some teamwork near the end. It gets sad and dark and creepy and slowed down. And then it goes into like a more chilled out acoustic thing. See, I listened to the whole song. It's like the Flaming Lips, Flaming Lips meets DJ Spooky or BT. And I listened to the whole song. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what BT is. <laughs> I'm assuming it's just Bachman Turner without the overdrive. I don't know what that is. Oh, <laughs> uh, taking care of business. Yeah, I'm taking. Okay, I, I always assume that's an Elvis Presley. TCB is Elvis Presley. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I am currently a busy human with a hectic schedule, and with this late submission, I didn't get a chance to listen to it all. I love Sufjan Stevens. I absolutely adore Sufjan Stevens. I hadn't listened to this one before, so I guess, I guess I'm as I can love him as much as I can without having listened to his entire catalog. Like I've never heard a song by Sufjan Stevens that I'm like, oh, that's garbage. But I don't go out of my way to listen to him all the time. 
But so I listened to the first five minutes and I liked it. And then I was scrolling through the comments to see, and it said, "Oh, it's the song is it's and it's just people gushing over how great it is and it's it's good. I liked it." And then it said, someone says, oh, the last three minutes are amazing. So I skipped to the last three minutes. And I agree that the last three minutes were amazing. And um, if at some point this year I get to, I take like a week of vacation, I'll try and finish the rest of the song. <laughs> um, it's so long. And I'm not even opposed to long songs, but. <laughs> I'm not it a long been called, song drink, uh, listener. <laughs> it should have been called Impossible to Finish in One Sitting. It. It was. It could have been like three different songs, maybe like part one, part two, and part three. Yeah. When when I clicked on it, I thought it was actually just an EP that was ripped and as the, <laughs> on one track on YouTube. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of is. Like, I, there's a chance it could possibly be just a single EP, one side. But I mean, it came it came from an album that is much. It's got an overall title, so it can't just be. I don't know. I, I, How would you play this song live? Um. Okay. So the Decemberists, which is one of my favorite bands, what they get they did one time because they had a whole album or they have a whole bunch of twenty minute songs. They had they had a tour called the Long and Short of It, and so the first night they would play all their short songs, and the second night they play all their long songs. And that's the only like way I can if, imagine. It would be hilarious if you saw Sufjan Stevens open for someone. <laughs> So he's the opening act, and this is a song he starts to play, and he starts playing it, and then he just stops three quarters of the way in the song. All right, that's my time, guys. You know, coming up next is Andrew Bird or whoever Sufi and Stevens would open for. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. I think it would be great trolling of the crowd. Something tells me the Sufi and Stevens crowd wouldn't be wouldn't take to trolling too well. No, they're pretty serious, folks. Now, Rico, who says I can call him Rico... Um, he brought the avalanches because I'm me. Sweet the rainbow jacket, ball slang glow, Bronx is only Django. Snap be a golfer star, but that's where my pops go. That's where my pops went. See my percentage is a pennant to the planet. Knock it out the ballpark, Frank it. I should not tie this tie to a better lock. Let the wings spread. It'll always come back, baby. Come back, shellac, black, baby. A comeback flat, black paint on the Chevy. This one's definitely messing around with samples and it's kind of got this like feeling of a classic tune and like maybe the Jackson five. Yeah. Um, it's not, I don't dislike this. It's not something I would typically listen to. Uh, I dig the seventies feel of it and I wish more stuff was, would bring back some of the uh, vintage sounds of prior decades. It's like that compression or something makes just that, that tone is fabulous. Yeah, I, uh, just, just all of it. Um, man, I need to listen to it again. I I listened to this several hours ago. Here I am, just like I'm college again, just winging it. Like I (laughs) skimmed through the book. Um, 
It's like, yeah, I remember there was something about a rabbit in it. Or rabbit or, uh, I don't know. Uh, There's some rabbit. I seem to remember some clapping. There's some clapping. There's just kind of the sample of that little kid singing, which I thought, like, the hook, I really enjoyed. I, I liked the video a lot. Was it? Oh, I loved the inflatable heart at the end. I thought it was precious. But that's me. I thought that 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 little kid could absolutely pop and lock. <laughs> Definitely, but it didn't impress that la- lady. Did not impress her. Uh, she's because she had a heart of stone instead of a balloon heart. Of course, Jason, whom believes he does have the best taste in music, uh, he brought David Bowie's "When." That's all you gotta do. credit for definitely picking something that is not mainstream Bowie, but I don't know anyone who dislikes Bowie, and there's even an iPhone emoji of Bowie, but he did pick something that a lot of people have not heard, which I'm trying to decide if it's, like, I see where it's kind of got this bluesiness thing going on that I guess I don't usually associate with Bowie and any of his larger hits, but, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I love David Bowie, but this, I, like, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say the same thing. It's you know, it's not cliched Bowie, it's not Rebel Rebel or Heroes or anything like that. But I wish it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you hear David Bowie, I, you're like, I want to hear this song. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I want to hear the hits. Wanna... <laughs> We're the terrible people at the concert. <laughs> I. I, I don't know. I didn't dislike it, but I hadn't heard it before, and I don't know. It's 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 a it's a very Jason selection. Yes, Jason chose a Jason song, which Jason, we are very proud of you, co-host emeritus. And, and at least it wasn't thirteen minutes long. It was not thirteen minutes long because obviously Jojo decided to pick up the uh, the slack on that one. Shade, shade. I don't even think I could, if I, if I wanted to troll you with a really long song, I don't even know what I would pick. I mean, other than the one time I picked like a seven minute Coheed song, but. That's I one I loved though, that I grew yeah. up with. My childhood was in that seven minute Coheed song. And Jason, I'm glad you didn't bring a 20 minute song. So Jason is the, uh, he's the expert in all things, but iron butterfly, but he's already picked iron butterfly. So he can't go with them again. Right. And he's already, blew, he, he already, he already blew his wad with uh, deep purple. Yep. I mean, <laughs> well, he was threatening think, you that I, you couldn't get your song played. <laughs> I was never going to pick deep purple. Come on, man. <laughs> Jason, you know him well enough. Jason, you know, Craig, <laughs> you know, Craig was messing with you. I thought Helen, though, Helen brought T-Rex 
Cosmic Dancer. I dance myself into the tomb. I dance myself into the tomb. Is it strange to dance so soon? I dance myself into the tomb. Every single time I hear T-Rex, I think I'm about to listen to punk music. Yeah, well, they do have some punkier sounding songs than this one, but mm-hmm. like T-Rex is the type of band where like you hear a song like, oh, I like this. Oh, this is also T-Rex. They have so many songs like that. And <laughs> um, I I like T-Rex and it's one of those bands. It's another, it's another example of a band that I like that I don't listen to often enough. Also, I don't think I realized that they were a band that was big as long ago as they were i I know i I always thought like t-rex yeah i thought like t-rex was like an early 80s band but they were not not at all like Mm. late 60s early 70s yeah i i feel like they're like super ahead of their time because i looked at the copyright date on this song and i was like 1971 really it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's as like 70s music to me uh, I mean, it, it does a little bit. I mean, it sounds more like late 70s than early <laughs> 70s, but yeah, it's... It's definitely not disco. Oh, no. Disco's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> we have no disco on the songs this week. None. And I, I really enjoyed this. I kind of got, like, immersed in it. Yeah, I, li- I actually listened to it twice. I was quite a fan of it. You could have listened to JoJo's selection if you'd not listened to this one twice. <laughs> well, I, I I listened to T-Rex while I was at work. I, I listened to, uh, it's like, oh, I'm recording in 10 minutes. There's another selection. I need to at least sample it before I record. <laughs> I warned you at least 30 minutes ahead of time. Yeah, but I was eating. Oh, well, Okay. I guess. You can't eat and make, like, critical decisions about music while eating. I hope it was a good meal. Oh, I... <laughs> it was a great meal. The final selection is from Josh. It's Graham Parker and The Rumor. Watch the moon come down.
This one's unconventionally sparse at the beginning, and it's kind of like a cityscape story thing going on, which I really liked. I don't know if it, like... I'm pretty sure Josh just didn't suggest John Prine because he always suggests John Prine, and he loves John Prine so much. <laughs> so this is like... Let's let's go with Graham Parker and the rumor. Uh, I feel like this sounded like a grittier Randy Newman. <laughs> yes, it's so, the storytelling like, part. Yeah, so like I fully expect in Toy Story Four when Andy drops <laughs> out of college, this is just like playing in the background while he's shooting heroin in a dark alley behind a dumpster. Wow, actually, yes, that's perfect for it. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story Four got dark. <laughs> oh, I. That would be so amazing if that's what happens in Toy Story 4. Like, Andy's got to sell off his uh, toys to pay for heroin. Oh, but he already gave them to his sister. So is he stealing them from his sister and then selling them off? I don't think it was his sister. He left them in a daycare, didn't he? Oh, yeah, it was a daycare. I don't know. Uh, There's just that one scene in Toy Story 3 that's, you know, the most devastating scene ever put on film. (laughs) You cried. You know you cried. Oh, yeah. Everyone cried. I'm like, 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 I think, like... The most hardened people cried during that scene because it's, it's, oh man, it's, yeah, it, it, it tugs at the heartstrings. It's beyond devastating because I think every kid ever has kind of had this kind of experience with like the movement of, it, it's like representing the death of childhood. I don't know. It's devastating. I, <laughs> we did get some feedback this week. Oh. Uh, yes. I feel special. I got an email from Chris. Which his email says, I haven't listened to music in my car in over four years, so my music taste will suck. Also, who is this Craig, and why do I need to prove to her I have the best taste in music? And gave us a South Park Craig song. Shots fired. I feel like you and Chris would get along really well. He needs to listen to Eureka. Oh. <laughs> Do we know that he doesn't? I don't know if he doesn't. I don't know. I talk enough about I Eureka. I mean, since, 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 since I he doesn't never listen plugged. to music. <laughs> yeah, since, since he doesn't listen to music in his car, what else is he listening to? Uh, I know at least this podcast, and also at the very beginning of the episode, apparently he forces his child to listen to our podcast. So there's, <laughs> hey, there is nothing wrong with forcing children to listen to things they don't want to listen to. I mean, that's how I'm shaping Ella. <laughs> I mean, she listens to a lot of Sawbones and TBTL. For some reason, she can't listen to Eureka podcast. I wonder why. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> I get like half, like I get like five minutes in, and then somebody's describing something terrible, and I'm just like, "Well, gonna have to push a uh, skip on this for right now. I'll wait till so, I can yeah, yeah, uh, live tweet it." <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between your daughter wanting to listen to and your mom, my mom, <laughs> telling me that she's gonna start listening again, which is oh, no, please no, don't listen, no, mom, no. please. Please, I'm begging you. I think don't I'm listen. Safe. I feel really safe. I don't think anybody in my family listens to my podcast, so I'm gonna enjoy this shield of nobody listening. So, 
But even then, if like your family listens to this, you don't get into the some of the dark, awful things that we <laughs> no. frequently talk about. No, we definitely don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, most of my podcast now is just me spending an hour just ranting about how awful Republicans are. So <laughs> hope I didn't just alienate anybody who listens to your podcast. And I think they, yeah, I, they they know that I tried to keep it kind of non or like. Yeah, I guess bipartisan the week before the election, but I think that everybody knows my feelings, and if they're still listening, props on you for listening to a different viewpoint. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 if there's so many people that I just that I respect that I hope have never listened to my <laughs> podcast. So this is the part of the show where we're gonna plug how to find us. And of course, the show is at Ian Pod, and I'm at Madam Woolite. Where can we find you? And I'm pretty sure you have the at Eureka Podcast Twitter. Well, I have. Well, we both have it. <laughs> um, so we we it, it, sometimes Jeremy will just be tweeting from one and responding to himself with the other one. <laughs> I've seen that. It's just yeah, which is sometimes it's I find it amusing because I know what's happening, but. <laughs> So the the uh, it's at Eureka Podcast, uh, and then I'm at an average Gatsby. I love that. Jeremy's <laughs> at ain't no Swayze, which he is not a Swayze according to his current name. He's definitely not a Swayze. I mean, who is? I mean, really, nobody is. But you're. I mean, Jer- Jeremy has working pancreas, so how can he be Swayze? <laughs> you're a terrible person. <laughs> Um, we do have a Facebook group, which is Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. Slide on into that would also thing. make him that that would also make him eight no jobs. Oh God! God, you. Where can we find you on the Facebook for for Eureka podcast? Uh, I believe it's just Eureka Podcast on Facebook. I don't know. I, I don't do much of the Facebook with your with the podcast. That's I know that there is pro- a website, but it's it doesn't make sense right now. Uh well the the website should just be EurekaPodcast.com. dot com. Right, it is, but it's like blog posts from Jeremy. Really? Yeah, I think so. And the shows. You should check it out. You should go to EurekaPodcast.com. dot oh, com. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just the website to get, get all the uh, podcasts and then two random blog posts from Jeremy. Oh yeah, those are there too. <laughs> but yeah, well, uh, if 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 you listen to the podcast, it's we post some of the stuff we talk about on the show on Facebook. It's pretty. Um, it's I pretty magical, actually. You should join the really, club really, of Eureka you, Podcasts. If you're able to find the podcast. I have full faith that you'll be able to find its Facebook page. <laughs> um, we do have a voicemail line, which is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. Do you for, guys for have... For the record, I, ha- huh? I, I had every intention of calling and leaving a voicemail for the episode I was going to be on. Aww. But I'm just... I I have all these great ideas that I never follow through on, and I and I just didn't. You should use so, like a a calendar. I have I've I've been forced to start using a calendar because you know my life's going to change completely in a few months. Yeah, and also you know that initiative you spent on like the windshield, you want to continue with that. Yeah, I hey baby steps. 
<laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can send uh, an email like Chris did to endpod at gmail.com. Do you guys have a, a thing to send stuff yeah. to? Yeah, we've got uh, Eureka Podcast at Gmail. Uh, we've also got a voicemail number, 620-270-1378. And for the love of God, send them voicemails because they usually just get to mine, which is like ranting about like air- airplanes. And that and nobody... Um, <laughs> You got this podcast gets so much more feed. I mean, part of it's because the whole premise of it is feedback from your listening, which is dynamite because it forces people to interact. But we, nobody ever interacts with us. I do. It's, well, you do, and then like a I, couple of our friends do. But <laughs> the mysterious it, fake fake Ned Yost does. I hey, we've met him in person. He's real. I uh, I know, but he's still mysterious. Yeah. He is and weird. <laughs> Maybe he will or will not listen to this episode. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he'll. I I would put it at a but better than fifty fifty odds that he listens. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm gonna cross my fingers. Help me, help me, fake Ned Yost or and, fake and, fake and Ned then... Yost. And then maybe you'll be lucky enough that he just starts trolling you like he did us. We do have a final song that you brought because, of course, I. Did the Craig song during the feedback segment. Thank you, Chris. So I kind of, uh, so I guess just to close it off to prove that not only is my musical taste better than everybody's, <laughs> um, I, I also include a song that like literally everybody likes, Everlong by the Foo Fighters. I mean, who doesn't like that song? It's David Letterman's favorite song. So and David Letterman's awesome. Yes, he is. He has a new Netflix thing, but he's not paying us to promote it. So, yeah, (laughs) this is not a promotion.